chapter 10 is entitled, Leverage Your Special Talents. Dean Briggs of Harvard once wrote, Do your work. Not just your work and no more, but a little more for the lavishing sake. That little more that is worth all the rest. Remember, you are remarkable. You have special talents and abilities that make you different from every other person who has ever lived. There are frogs you can eat or learn to eat that can make you one of the most important people of your generation. There are certain things that you can do or that you can learn to do that can make you extraordinarily valuable to yourself and others. Your job is to identify your special areas of uniqueness and then to commit yourself to becoming very, very good in those areas. Your most valuable asset in terms of cash flow is your earning ability. Your ability to work enables you to bring tens of thousands of dollars into your life every year by simply applying your knowledge and skills to your world. This is your ability to eat specific frogs faster and better than others. You could lose everything you own, your house, your car, your job, your bank account, but as long as you still had your earning ability, you could still make it all back and more besides. Take stock of your unique talents and abilities on a regular basis. What is it that you do especially well? What are you good at? What do you do easily and well that is difficult for most other people? Looking back at your career, what has been most responsible for your success in life and work to date? What have been the most significant frogs you have eaten in the past? You are designed such that you will most enjoy doing the very things that you can be the very best at. What is it that you enjoy the most about your work? What kind of frogs do you most enjoy eating? The very fact that you enjoy something means that you probably have within yourself the capability to be excellent in that area. One of your great responsibilities in life is to decide what you really love to do and then to throw your whole heart into doing that special thing very, very well. Look at the various things you do. What is it that you do that gets you the most compliments and praise from other people? What do you do that positively affects the work and performance of other people more than anything else? Successful people are invariably those who have taken the time to identify what they do well and most enjoy. They know what they do that really makes a difference in their work and they then concentrate on that task or area of activity exclusively. You should always focus your best energies and abilities in starting and completing those tasks where your unique talents and abilities enable you to do them well and make a significant contribution. You cannot do everything, but you can do those few things in which you excel, the few things that can really make a difference. Here's how to put these ideas into action. Continually ask yourself these key questions. What am I really good at? What do I enjoy the most about my work? What has been most responsible for my success in the past? If I could do any job at all, what job would it be? If you won the lottery or otherwise came into an enormous amount of money and you could choose any job or any part of any job to do for the indefinite future, what work would you choose? What sort of preparation would you have to engage in to be able to do that work in an excellent fashion? Whatever your answer, get started today. Chapter 11 is entitled, Identify Your Key Constraints.
Alexander Graham Bell once wrote, Concentrate all your thoughts on the task at hand. The sun's rays do not burn until brought to a focus. So what is holding you back? What sets the speed at which you achieve your goals? What determines how fast you move from where you are to where you want to go? What stops you or holds you back from eating the frogs that can really make a difference? Why aren't you at your goal already? These are some of the most important questions you will ever ask and answer on your way to achieving high levels of personal productivity and effectiveness. Whatever you have to do, there's always a limiting factor that determines how quickly and well you get it done. Your job is to study the task and identify the limiting factor or constraint within it. You must then focus all of your energies on alleviating that single choke point. In virtually every task, large or small, one factor sets the speed at which you achieve the goal or complete the job. What is it? Concentrate your mental energies on that one key area. This can be the most valuable use of your time and talents. This factor may be a person whose help or decision you need, a resource that you require, a weakness in some part of your organization, or something else. But the limiting factor is always there, and it is always your job to find it. For example, the purpose of a business is to create and keep customers. By doing this in sufficient quantities, the company makes a profit and continues to grow and flourish. In every business, there is a limiting factor or choke point that determines how quickly and well the company achieves its purpose. It may be the marketing, the level of sales, or the sales force itself. It may be the cost of operation or the methods of production. It may be the level of cash flow or costs. The success of the company may be determined by the competition, the customers, or the current marketplace. One of these factors, more than anything else, determines how quickly the company achieves its goals of growth and profitability. What is it? The accurate identification of the limiting factor in any process and the focus on that factor can usually bring about more progress in a shorter period of time than any other single activity. The 80-20 rule applies to the constraints in your life and in your work. What this means is that 80% of the constraints, the factors that are holding you back from achieving your goals, are internal. They are within yourself, within your own personal qualities, abilities, habits, disciplines, or competencies. Only 20% of the limiting factors are external to you or to your organization. Your key constraint can be something small and not particularly obvious. Sometimes it requires that you make a list of every step in the process and examine every activity to determine exactly what is holding you back. Sometimes it can be a single negative perception or objection on the part of the customers that is slowing down the entire sales process. Sometimes it is the absence of a single feature that is holding back the growth of sales of a product or service line. Look into your company honestly. Look within your boss, your coworkers, and members of your staff to see if there's a key weakness that is holding you or the company back, that is acting as a break on the achievement of your key goals. In your own life, you must have the honesty to look deeply into yourself for the limiting factor or limiting skill that sets the speed at which you achieve your personal goals. Successful people always begin the analysis of constraints by asking the question, what is it in me 
that is holding me back. They accept complete responsibility and look to themselves for both the cause and the cure of their problems. Keep asking, what sets the speed at which I get the results I want? The definition of the constraint determines the strategy that you use to alleviate it. The failure to identify the correct constraint or the identification of the wrong constraint can lead you in the wrong direction. You can end up solving the wrong problem. A major corporation, a client of mine, was experiencing declining sales. The corporation's leaders concluded that the major constraint was the sales force and sales management. They spent an enormous amount of time reorganizing the management and retraining the salespeople. They later found that the primary reason that sales were down was a mistake made by an accountant who had accidentally priced their products too high relative to their competition in the marketplace. Once the company revamped its pricing, sales went back up and the business returned to profitability. Behind every constraint or choke point, once it's located and alleviated successfully, you'll find another constraint or limiting factor. Whether it's getting to work on time in the morning or building a successful career, there are always limiting factors and bottlenecks that set the speed of your progress. Your job is to find them and to focus your energies on alleviating them as quickly as possible. Starting off your day with the removal of a key bottleneck or constraint fills you full of energy and personal power. It propels you into following through and completing the job. And there's always a limiting factor. Often a key constraint or limiting factor is the most important frog you could eat at that moment. Now here's an exercise for you. Identify your most important goal in life today. What is it? What one goal, if you achieved it, would have the greatest positive effect on your life? What one career accomplishment would have the greatest positive impact on your work life? Once you're clear about your major goal, ask yourself, what sets the speed at which I accomplish this goal? Why don't I have it already? What is it in me that is holding me back? Whatever your answers, take action immediately. Do something, do anything, but get started. Chapter 12 is entitled, Take It One Oil Barrel at a Time. There's an old saying that, by the yard it's hard, but inch by inch, anything's a cinch. One of the best ways to overcome procrastination is for you to get your mind off the huge task in front of you and focus on a single action that you can take. One of the best ways to eat a large frog is for you to take it one bite at a time. Confucius once wrote, a journey of a thousand leagues begins with a single step. This is a great strategy for overcoming procrastination and getting more things done faster. Many years ago, I crossed the heart of the Sahara Desert, the Tenezrift, deep in modern-day Algeria. By that time, the desert had been abandoned by the French for years, and the original refueling stations were empty and shuttered. The desert was 500 miles across in a single stretch, without water, food, a blade of grass, or even a fly. It was totally flat, like a broad yellow sand parking lot that stretched to the horizon in all directions. More than 1,300 people had perished in the crossing of that stretch of the Sahara in previous years. Often, drifting sands had obliterated the track across the desert 
and the travelers had gotten lost in the night. To counter the lack of features in the terrain, the French had marked the track with black 55-gallon oil drums five kilometers apart, exactly the distance to the horizon where the earth curved away as you crossed that flat wasteland. Because of this, wherever we were in the daytime, we could see two oil barrels, the one we had just passed and the one five kilometers ahead. And that was enough. All we had to do was steer toward the next oil barrel. As a result, we were able to cross the biggest desert in the world by simply taking it one oil barrel at a time. In the same way, you can accomplish the biggest task in your life by disciplining yourself to take it just one step at a time. Your job is to go as far as you can see. You will then see far enough to go further. To accomplish a great task, you must step out in faith and have complete confidence that your next step will soon become clear to you. Remember the wonderful advice, leap and the net will appear. A great life or a great career is built by performing one task at a time quickly and well, and then going on to the next task. Financial independence is achieved by saving a little money every single month year after year. Health and fitness are accomplished by just eating a little less and exercising a little more day after day and month after month. You can overcome procrastination and accomplish extraordinary things by just taking the first step by getting started towards your goal and then by taking it one step, one oil barrel at a time. Now here's how you can put this idea into action. Select any goal, task, or project in your life where you have been procrastinating and just take one step toward accomplishing it immediately. Sometimes all you need to do to get started is to sit down and make a list of all the steps you will need to take to eventually complete the task. Then just start and complete one item on the list, and then one more, and so on. You will be amazed at what you eventually accomplish. Chapter number 13, Put the Pressure on Yourself. Thomas Edison once wrote, the first requisite for success is to apply your physical and mental energies to one problem incessantly without growing weary. The world is full of people who are waiting for someone to come along and motivate them to be the kind of people they wish they could be. The problem is that no one is coming to the rescue. These people are waiting for a bus on a street where no buses pass. As a result, if they don't take charge of their lives and put the pressure on themselves, they can end up waiting forever. And that is what most people do. Only about 2% of people can work entirely without supervision. We call these people leaders. This is the kind of person you are meant to be. Your job is to form the habit of putting the pressure on yourself and not waiting for someone else to come along and do it for you. You must choose your own frogs and then make yourself eat them in their order of importance. The standards you set for your own work and behavior should be higher than anyone else could set for you. Make it a game with yourself to start a little earlier, work a little harder, and stay a little later. Always look for ways to go the extra mile, to do more than you're paid for. Your self-esteem, the core of your personality, has been defined by psychologist Nathaniel Brandon as your reputation with yourself. You build up or pull down your reputation with yourself with everything you do or fail to do. 
The good news is that you feel terrific about yourself whenever you push yourself to do your best, whenever you go beyond where the average person would normally quit. Imagine each day that you have just received an emergency message and that you will have to leave town tomorrow for a month. If you had to leave town for a month, what would you absolutely make sure that you got done before you left? Whatever it is, go to work on that task right now. Imagine that you just received an all-expense-paid vacation as a prize, but you will have to leave tomorrow morning on the vacation or it will be given to someone else. What would you be determined to get finished before you left so that you could take that vacation? Whatever it is, start on that one job immediately. Successful people continually put the pressure on themselves to perform at high levels. Unsuccessful people have to be instructed and supervised and pressured by others. One of the great ways for you to overcome procrastination is by working as though you only had one day to get all your most important jobs done before you left for a month or went on a vacation. By putting the pressure on yourself, you accomplish more and better tasks faster than ever before. You become a high-performance, high-achieving personality. You feel terrific about yourself and bit by bit you build up the habit of rapid task completion that then goes on to serve you all the days of your life. Now here's how you can put these ideas into action. Set deadlines and sub-deadlines on every task and activity. Create your own forcing system. Raise the bar on yourself and don't let yourself off the hook. Once you've set yourself a deadline, stick to it and even try to beat it. Write out every step of a major job or project before you begin. Then, determine how many minutes and hours you will require to complete each phase. Organize your daily and weekly calendars to create time segments where you work exclusively on these tasks. Chapter 14 is entitled, Maximize Your Personal Powers. John Haggai once wrote, Gather in your resources. Rally all your faculties, marshal all your energies, focus all your capabilities upon mastery of at least one field of endeavor. The raw material of personal performance and productivity is contained in your physical, mental, and emotional energies. One of the most important requirements for being happy and productive is for you to guard and nurture your energy levels at all times. Your body is like a machine that uses food, water, and rest to generate energy that you then use to accomplish important tasks in your life and work. When you are fully rested, you can get two times, three times, and even five times as much done as when you're tired. The rule is that your productivity begins to decline after eight or nine hours of work. For this reason, working long hours into the night, although it is sometimes necessary, means that you are usually producing less and less in more and more time. The more tired you get, the worse is your work and the more mistakes you make. At a certain point, like a battery that is run down, you can reach the wall and simply be unable to continue. The fact is that you have specific times during the day when you are at your best. You need to identify these times and discipline yourself to use them on your most important and challenging tasks. Most people are at their best in the mornings after a good night's sleep. Some people are better in the afternoons. A few people are most creative and productive in the evenings or late at night. A major reason for procrastination is fatigue 
or attempting to start on a task when you're tired. You have no energy or enthusiasm. Like a coal engine in the morning, you can't seem to get yourself started. Whenever you feel overtired and overwhelmed with too much to do and too little time, stop yourself and just say, all I can do is all I can do. Sometimes the very best use of your time is to go home early and go to bed and sleep for 10 hours straight. This can completely recharge you and enable you to get two or three times as much work done the following day and of a far higher quality than if you had continued working long into the night. According to many researchers, the average American is not getting enough sleep relative to the amount of work he or she is doing. Millions of Americans are working in a mental fog as a result of working too much and sleeping too little. One of the smartest things you can do is to turn off the television and get to bed by 10 o'clock each night during the week. Sometimes one extra hour of sleep per night can change your entire life. Here's a rule for you. Take one full day off every week. During this day, either Saturday or Sunday, absolutely refuse to read, clear your correspondence, catch up on things from the office, or do anything that taxes your brain. Instead, go to a movie, exercise, spend time with your family, go for a walk, or participate in any activity that allows your brain to completely recharge itself. It is true that a change is as good as a rest. Take regular vacations each year, both long weekends and one and two week breaks to rest and rejuvenate. You are always the most productive after a weekend off or a vacation. Going to bed early five nights a week, sleeping in on the weekends, and taking one full day off each week will assure that you have far more energy. This added energy will enable you to overcome procrastination and get started on your major tasks faster and with greater resolve than you ever could if you were tired. In addition, to keep your energy levels at their highest, be careful about what you eat. Start the day with a high-protein, low-fat, and low-carbohydrate breakfast. Eat salads with fish or chicken at lunch. Avoid sugar, salt, white flour products, and desserts. Avoid soft drinks and candy bars or pastries. Feed yourself as you would feed a world-class athlete before a competition because, in many respects, that's what you are before starting work each day. By eating lean and healthy, exercising regularly, and getting lots of rest, you'll get more and better work done easier and with greater satisfaction than ever before. The better you feel when you start work, the less you procrastinate and the more eager you are to get the job done and get on with other tasks. High energy levels are indispensable to higher levels of productivity, more happiness, and greater success in everything you do. Now here's some ideas to put these recommendations into action. Make an analysis of your current energy levels and your daily health habits. Resolve today to improve your levels of health and energy by asking the following questions. 1. What am I doing physically that I should do more of? Two. What am I doing that I should do less of? 3. What am I not doing that I should start doing if I want to perform at my best? 4. What am I doing today that affects my health that I should stop doing altogether? Whatever your answers are to these questions, take action today. Chapter number 15. 
motivate yourself into action. Antoine de Saint-Supéry once wrote, it is in the compelling zest of high adventure and of victory and of creative action that man finds his supreme joys. To perform at your best, you must become your own personal cheerleader. You must develop a routine of coaching yourself and encouraging yourself to play at the top of your game. Fully 95% of your emotions, positive or negative, are determined by how you talk to yourself on a minute-to-minute -minute basis. It's not what happens to you, but the way that you interpret the things that are happening to you that determines how you feel. It is your version of events that largely determines whether they motivate or demotivate you, whether they energize or de-energize you. To keep yourself motivated, you must resolve to become a complete optimist. You must determine to respond positively to the words, actions, and reactions of the people and situations around you whenever possible. You must refuse to let the unavoidable difficulties and setbacks of daily life affect your mood or emotions. Your level of self-esteem, how much you like and respect yourself, is central to your levels of motivation and persistence. You should talk to yourself positively all the time to boost your self-esteem. Say things to yourself like, I like myself, I like myself, over and over until you begin to believe what you say and behave like a person with a high-performance personality. To keep yourself motivated and to overcome feelings of doubt or fear, continually tell yourself, I can do it, I can do it. When people ask you how you are, always tell them, I feel terrific. No matter how you really feel at the moment or what is happening in your life, resolve to remain cheerful and upbeat. It's been said that you should never share your problems with others because 80% of people don't care about your problems anyway, and the other 20% are kind of glad that you've got them in the first place. In study after study, psychologists have determined that optimism is the most important quality you can develop for personal and professional success and happiness. It seems that optimists have three special behaviors all learned through practice and repetition. Here they are. First, optimists look for the good in every situation. No matter what goes wrong, they always look for something good or beneficial. And, not surprisingly, they always seem to find it. Second, optimists always seek the valuable lesson in every setback or difficulty. They believe that difficulties come not to obstruct, but to instruct. They believe that each setback or obstacle contains a valuable lesson they can learn and grow from, and they are determined to find it. Third, optimists always look for the solution to every problem. Instead of blaming or complaining when things go wrong, they become action-oriented. They ask questions like, what's the solution? What can we do now? What's the next step? In addition, people who are habitually optimistic, positive, and upbeat think and talk continually about their goals. They think and talk about the future and where they're going rather than the past and where they came from. They're always looking forward rather than backward. When you continually visualize your goals and ideals and talk to yourself in a positive way, you feel more focused and energized. You feel more confident and creative. You experience a greater level of control and personal power. And the more positive and motivated you feel, the more eager you are to get started 
and the more determined you are to keep going. Here's a way to put this idea into action. Control your thoughts. Remember, you become what you think about most of the time. Be sure that you are thinking and talking about the things you want rather than the things you don't want. Keep your mind positive by accepting complete responsibility for yourself and for everything that happens to you. Refuse to criticize or blame others for anything. Resolve to make progress rather than excuses. Keep your thoughts and your energy focused forward on the things you can do to improve your life and let the rest go. Chapter number 16, Practice Creative Procrastination. Boardroom Reports wrote recently, Make time for getting big tasks done every day. Plan your daily workload in advance. Single out the relatively few small jobs that absolutely must be done immediately in the morning. Then go directly to the big tasks and pursue them to completion. Creative procrastination is one of the most effective of all personal performance techniques. It can change your life. The fact is that you can't do everything that you have to do. You have to procrastinate on something. So put off eating smaller or less ugly frogs. Eat the biggest and ugliest frogs before anything else. The difference between high performers and low performers is largely determined by what they choose to procrastinate on. Since you must procrastinate anyway, decide today to procrastinate on low-value activities. Decide to procrastinate, outsource, delegate, and eliminate those activities that don't make much of a contribution to your life in any case. Get rid of the tadpoles and focus on the frogs. Here's a key point. To set proper priorities, you must set posteriorities as well. A priority is something that you do more of and sooner while a posteriority is something that you do less of and later, if at all. Here's a rule. You can get your time and your life under control only to the degree to which you discontinue lower value activities. One of the most powerful of all words in time management is the word no. Say no to anything that is not a high value use of your time and your life. Say it early and say it often. The fact is that you have no spare time. As we say, your dance card is full. For you to do something new, you must complete or stop doing something old. Getting in requires getting out. Picking up means putting down. Creative procrastination is the act of thoughtfully and deliberately deciding upon the exact things you are not going to do right now if ever. Most people engage in unconscious procrastination. This means that they procrastinate without thinking about it. As a result, they procrastinate on the big, hard, valuable, important tasks that can have significant long-term consequences in their lives and careers. You must avoid this common tendency at all costs. Your job is to deliberately procrastinate on tasks that are of low value so that you have more time for tasks that can really make a difference in your life and work. Continually review your duties and responsibilities to identify time-consuming tasks and activities that you can abandon with no real loss. This is an ongoing responsibility for you that never ends. For example, 
A friend of mine, when he was single, was an avid golfer. He liked to golf three or four times a week, three to four hours each time. Over a period of years, however, he started the business, got married, had two children. But he still played golf three or four times a week until he finally realized that his time on the golf course was causing him enormous stress at home and at the office. It was only by abandoning most of his golf games that he could get his life back under control. Review your activities outside the office to decide which ones are not important. Cut down on television watching and spend the time saved with your family, reading, exercising, or doing something that enhances your life. Look at your work activities and identify the tasks that you could delegate or eliminate to free up more time for the work that really counts. Begin today to practice creative procrastination to set posteriorities wherever and whenever you can. This decision alone could change your life. Here's an exercise for you. Practice zero-based thinking in every part of your life. Ask yourself continually, if I was not doing this already, knowing what I now know, would I get into it again today? Examine each of your personal and work activities and evaluate it based on your situation today. And if it's something that you would not start up again today, knowing what you now know, it is a prime candidate for abandonment or creative procrastination.